<clears throat> people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time good good morning better yet you know i should know what it is it's, it's stupid o'clock good morning to those of you in the uk good morning good afternoon good evening and in some cases good night welcome back to another edition of the dg podcast the deluded podcast the really and truly podcast one love for whatever you want to call it just as long as you're supporting the thing. if you're listening to this on youtube please make sure you're subscribing and liking the video helping its engagement and whatnot one love to the spotify and the apple guys who are probably listening to this uh you know an hour or so just before it's come out on youtube so one love to everyone i'd like to apologize for not coming out with you know it's two episodes this week um some personal things popped up in my personal life and i just didn't have the time to do it on the day people you know i could have done it the next day but everything just got on top of man in it so i've just yeah man i've told you like, honestly what happened so hopefully we can move but we're back again obviously since i've been gone i've done other supportive content you know in relation to what's going on in the champions league what we saw in the premier league last week obviously we're going to review the premier league this week or the games to come this week um so yeah man as i said i'm going to skip past the champions league because i feel like i've been repeating myself on a lot of content so just go and check that out when it's there obviously again europa league action conference league action i'm sure you all saw what's going on with the british teams one love to Thierry Henry for, you know, saying who's that with Spurs. But they drew 2-2 two -two with Rennes. Now, I think you saw why Ndombele probably should play. And you probably saw why people don't fancy him. Because I think he could have done better for one of their goals. Um, obviously, Spurs, I think Spurs were quite poor, really, really and truly. I think people like Skip didn't take any didn't take their opportunities. Um, a couple of, you know, Dane Scarlett, off the, did he come off the bench, if I remember? He looked out of his depth. It just weren't a good performance from Spurs, if I'm completely honest with you. But we're doing sort of tactics from Nuno and actually his use of subs and or not use of certain subs like if Bergerai was on the bench why was he not played forgive me there might be a knock I don't know about and things like that um, so yeah Spurs drew 2-2 with Rennes I think the same scoreline if I can remember correctly was where Leicester and, and Napoli were concerned you know Osimhen Two good, two vital goals, really and truly, for Napoli to walk away with a point. You know, Harvey Barnes was doing his thing. Daka had a decent game. Bit, bit of a shame that Daka was denied this chance of his, I believe, his first goal for Leicester. The commentator said at the time, um, due to VAR. Um, Ryan Bertrand was good in the build-up to one of the goals. So yeah, it was a, it was a good game for the neutrals where that was concerned. I mean, we all saw Declan Rice and Mikel Antonio ensured that West Ham beat Dynamo Zagreb as well. You know, European Knights are back for West Ham, and although I don't think Rice is worth for, uh, worth 100 million when you go on runs like that and score at the end of the day you probably are poor keeping nonetheless I rate West Ham because again that was a good run from Rice but again it's poor keeping for it to go through his legs in, in the final action which led to the goal obviously Mika Antonio poaching on stupid defensive errors really and truly their loss is, is, is West Ham's gain so mixed success where Teams from 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 England are concerned in Europe. Obviously, Chelsea got over the line against Zenit. Far were far from convincing. Manchester United got beaten up, got bullied really against um, young boys. City did their business and 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 beat Leipzig, but that was you know they conceded three or so goals and in Konku hat trick. You know, as someone you, you you know, I'm sure Arsenal fans won even more. So mixed success for the European lads and 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 teams in Europe and things. Now. Away, away from that, people. Just before we get into the Premier League action, I've got a couple of things in front of me that I want to, I want to mention. Apparently, um, 
Majority of fans support the idea of a bi bi biannual World Cup, according to a survey survey commissioned by FIFA. Apparently, this claim has been made by FIFA, despite the vast majority of UEFA member associations stating their opposition to any plans to hold a World Cup every two years. As you lot know, Wenger has been at the forefront of this. People allegedly, a football supporters Europe Europe group is opposed to the idea, and they wrote to the UEFA president um, Sheffrin, who replied he had grave concerns about the plans and has since told. Um, these sort of nations that they could boycott the World Cup if changes are made. I don't think they'll boycott it if it happens. You know, they they can stomp their feet, but if it is to happen, they will. And I'm not necessarily against it, people. I'm not necessarily for it. I'm not necessarily against it. It's just like with the Super League. In principle, of course, I'm about super, uh, against the Super League. But when you broke it down, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. And when you hear Real Madrid, the way their president speaks, the, the Napoli gaffer, Napoli owner, sorry, recent interviews, there will come a time where the Champions League needs to revamp or there's going to be a new competition, um, which um, in, in theory wouldn't be wrong because the Champions League isn't exa is quite flawed. And, you know, again, I think fans got to realise these UEFAs and these footballing associations, they might feel the same way you do or tell say the same things you're saying, but their reasons are different. They don't care about the integrity of the game. They don't give a shit about that, pardon my language. Um so, yeah, it is what it is, people. It seems like we could be closer to seeing that. And when you look at it, apparently the Confederation of North Central America and, um, and the Caribbean Football Associations, CONCACAF, and the Asian Football Feder um, Confederation, AFC, have confirmed they're open to the idea of, the su of such format, people. Apparently, they said, we'll continue to look at these proposals constructively with an open mind and in the spirit of positive engagement. While CONCACAF's immediate concern is on its own region, we also believe in the importance of being part of a global football family and we will listen to the views of football stakeholders in all parts of the world. We encourage not only our fellow confederations, but also all members of the global football family to come together and work collaboratively to create FIFA calendars and competitions that have benefits for the development of the game in all regions across the world. And they also said it welcomes the feasibility study being carried out by FIFA as well. Um, also, when you go on, the Asian Football Confederation welcomes extensive consultation process initiated and led by FIFA in examining the options to optimise the new international match calendar by looking into the feasibility of the FIFA World Cup and the FIFA Women's World Cup every two years instead of the four-year current interval as mandated by the Members Association, which includes the AFC's members at the 71st FIFA Congress on the 21st of May 2021. So th these things were happening. Um, so, yeah, on that on that topic, or you know, so it, we'll see what happens. But carrying on with that sort of topic in FIFA rankings, apparently England have moved up to third in the latest FIFA men's rankings. Um, that's their joint highest position since the rankings. Rankings began. It's the first time England have been in the top two since um top three, sorry, since September 2012. And we've only ever been in that position for two months since the rankings were introduced in 1992. And I mean, whatever you say about Gareth Southgate, since he took over in 2016, he's gone from third, he's gone to third, he's gone up 10 places. We were 13th, um, together with obviously a semi-finals in a World Cup and a Euro Euro final. Say what you want about Southgate. I think he, he, he's not the guy, but you know, it's a results business and you could say he's produced no results, but in the same way you could say he has. Um, in relation to fellow home nations, Scotland have moved up four places to rank 45th. Um, Northern Ireland also rose four ranks to get to 47th people. Wales remain 19th and the Republic of Ireland have dropped to 50th people. Um, the top two positions remained unchanged with Belgium, the highest ranked team in the world and Brazil placing second. Okay. 
World champions France have dropped from third to fourth following mixed results in the World Cup. Qualifying crack campaign this month, that's a bit mad. FIFA are expected to use the current ranking in the upcoming World Cup draw, meaning England would be one of the seven nations in pot one, along with host Qatar people. So we'll have to see what happens in that regard. Um, you know, obviously, I t said I'm not going to keep going on with the Champions League and things, but, you know, it's a, it's, it was very touching to see Nathan Ake score and obviously the revelations that came out. Unfortunately, his father has passed away. His father was terminally ill um, and that, you know, that's that's been affecting him for a while. I think his last international call-up, there was a time he, he rejected it, obviously, to be by his father's side. And, you know, football, like life, is it's upsetting, man. You know, the highs and lows while he's scoring, you know, his father's passed away. And as you lot know, he, he released an Instagram, an Instagram statement as well, people. Um, he said, the past few weeks have been the toughest of my life. My father has been very ill and there was no more treatment possible. I was lucky to have a lot of support from my fiancé, family and friends. Yesterday, after a difficult time, I scored my first Champions League goal. And only a few minutes after he passed away peacefully with my mum and brother by his side. I mean, that, you know, that's sending shivers down my spine. And it is very upsetting, man. It's upsetting. It's really upsetting. Um, all I could say is I hope that his father got to see, you know, that goal from Ake. And I hope he, you know, he passed away doing something we all love, which is following football and watching his son. And hopefully it was painless and things like that. And what I will say as someone that's been through this sort of thing, you know, at first it did upset me and it does upset me. But then I started to, you know, time is a healer. And then I started to realise they're actually free. They're free from the burdens of life. They're free from their physical pains. They're at peace now. That's the only consolation. If I can ever listen to me, I could say, of course, to lose your father, someone that's probably been at the forefront of his journey with football and forget of football for a sec, it's his father, you know. It's upsetting, man. It's, it's, I mean, I don't need to, to carry on, man. It's quite upsetting, he said. Um, and it's, it's, it's not done there, people. And it's, it, it does, you know, if I wasn't online, this can bring a guy to tears, man. I can't lie. Maybe it was meant to be watching me play always made him proud and happy. I know you're always with me. You're always in my heart. And this one was for you, dad. And I can't lie, man. After it, after respecting because he's kept going on. Not, not that you you don't get my respect if you turn away from football, but he just kept going. Really, sometimes football can be the biggest gift and a curse. In that, for those ninety minutes, your problems off the field don't matter. But in the same hand, they kind of do. So, yeah, man. Condolences on behalf of everybody listening to this. Um, condolences to Ake and his family and sending strength for, at this difficult time for him and his loved ones, people. Away from all of that, though, obviously, you know, Harvey Elliott, good news. He seems to have had surgery. He will play again this season when I don't know. Probably won't be around for a significant period of time, unfortunately. Um, but in relation to Marcelo Bielsa and the red card of Pascal Schritt, apparently he has asked the, um, the FA for more guidance. And, you know, on one hand, I mean, Harvey Elliott, not that he's a ref, he said that it weren't a red um, do I think it should be a free game ban, which I believe it is? Probably not, but it is reckless. Anyways, Bielsa said the majority of the play of play, the majority of the plays that are similar to this one don't generate the consequence this one generated. I mean, look at Burnley every week. That's why the injured player admits there was no bad intention. I understand those that judge and decide have different arguments to the ones I've spoken about and the ones the injured player has spoken about, and their arguments are the ones that decide the outcome. It's good that it's this way. What would be useful is to receive some information which gave an explanation how to avoid these casual things from generating an injury. We should be guided by the thoughts of those who decide, um, in brackets, the authorities, not by me, to hope to receive an explanation 
is perhaps excessive, but it would help to improve the decision-making of players. Facts, really. Um, apparently, Derby County are close to agreeing a points deduction with the EFL for breaching their financial fair play rules. Should a final agreement be reached, it would see a reduced penalty from which would otherwise have been enforced, but a reported nine-point deduction would immediately confine them to the bottom bottom of, of the championship on minus two. As you lot know, people, Rule 85 in the EFL regulates regulations allows a club to accept a reduced punishment so as to avoid the time and the cost of the case being heard by a future formal disciplinary commission. Now, again, should have been sent off for his first touch alone against young boys Wambasaka, but apparently he's to go on trial in December for driving offences. As you lot know, last month he pled guilty to driving while disqualified. So he does, you know, he, he probably drives that the way he attacks, a bit brainless, senseless and without thought, without a licence and without insurance after being stopped by police in Manchester on June the 23rd. The footballer is currently... Um, still allowed to drive as his ban was set aside until the trial later this year. His lawyer told the magistrate's court in Manchester the player did not know he was banned when he was stopped. Just days before, um, on June the 18th, Leeds Magistrate Court had disqualified him for six months after he failed to provide the details of the driver from a speeding offence in Yorkshire in September 2020. Um, so it is what it is in that regards. And also, Sean Dykes has committed his future to Burnley by signing a new four-year contract at the club. The 50-year-old is the longest-serving boss in the Premier League, having been at Turf Moor for nearly nine years, people. And now he will be there unless something happens um, until 2025. So... It is what it is in that regards. I've spoken about it before, but commiserations to Reese James, who sadly his house was burgled and they stole his medals. Um, quite upsetting, if I'm if I'm honest with you. There, um, apparently for what is for what it's worth, Barcelona made a 481 million loss over the last financial year. They're a mess on the field. They're a mess off it in all stretch all stretch of the imagination. A statement read: The board of directors has approved the closure of the financial year for 2021 season with losses of 400. 81 million euros an operation in an operating income budget for 2021 of 765 million euros has been also approved it said people as you lot know barcelona have debts of 1.3 billion euros people um which again probably led to why they got rid of several several players and you know i don't think messi should have gone but yeah man they've let maribia emerson royal pianic on loan firpo tadibo de la fuente trincao elena Griezmann and obviously Messi leave and they still have to deal with Lynette, Mtiti, Dembele, Coutinho. It's just a mess at Barcelona in all stretches of the imagination. But I don't feel sorry for you, eh, Falona, at all, people, if I'm completely honest with you. I do think I have some other neutral talking points, so I think it's best to speak, it's best to get them involved as well. Apparently, the Premier League wants clubs to back COVID-19 certification checks at grounds, irrespective of the government's U-turn. Clubs have been advised by the league to prepare for double vaccination or negative test proof to become mandatory from October the 1st. That was before the government changed course last weekend, obviously shelving plans for COVID passports for large-scale events. So the Premier League's gone rogue and they want to do what they're doing, people. So we'll have to see how that one develops. I'm sure you've all seen Pep Guardiola in the aftermath of the Leipzig game pleaded with Manchester City fans to fill the empty had even more. On that basis, apparently supporters have told him to stick to coaching people um, after he voiced his disappointment. Um, 
you know, he wants them to be at the Southampton game. You know, again, a, a leader of a supporters group for City said what he did, what he said surprised me. I'm not sure what that's got to do with him. He doesn't understand the difficulties that some people might have to get to a game at the Etihad on Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. That's true because many of us live in the real life. People got kids, people got work, people got, you know, you got to go shopping and get food. You got to do several things, people. Not everyone has the luxury that these lot have. That's true. He said... They've got kids to think of. They might not be able to afford it. And that's true. And there's still some COVID issues about. I don't see why he comments on it. And I mean, you're both right. You're allowed to criticize what he's saying. And he's allowed to ask for more people to get there. You know, I hear you. You know, maybe if he said, you know, I'll front the bill and I'll pay for you lots of tickets, then fair play. People can get there. But he's allowed to say that really and truly because he's a coach. He's caught his mandate is obviously to just ensure the atmosphere is amazing and things like that. And, you know, it doesn't look like they, like Manchester City sell out their stadium on a regular basis, if I'm completely honest, considering the fact that they win the league all the time, the fact that they've got Pep, the fact that they've got some star quality players, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, he said he's absolutely the best coach in the world, but in the nicest possible may, way, maybe I think he should stick to that. It just takes the edge off what was a good night. People are talking about Pep's comments than a fantastic game. To question the support, which effectively what he's doing is disappointing and uncalled for. And I mean, he's allowed to do that. It just sounds a bit triggered. He's allowed to ask, you know, in the same way we're allowed to say, listen, Pep, people are living in the real world, you know. And at this, time, this day and age, you know, the money aspect, especially with COVID and whatnot, there's job insecurity and things. People need to think twice about going to games. I'm sure they would love to be at Man City Leipzig, you know. How do you know people haven't chosen, you know, there's two games and people don't have money for both. So man have said, you know what? Little little Tommy, we're not gonna go. We're not, I'm not gonna take you and your brother to this midweek game. You lot behave yourself. We'll go to the Southampton game. You don't know if people got money, so I do think the supporter group is, or any normal person can see that there's legitimate truth in what's being said. But at the same time, I don't think Pep's wrong, and it does feel like this spokesman is a bit of a crybaby. If I'm completely honest with you, um, I wouldn't say it's disappointing or uncalled for. I mean, if it's disappointing, it's because you've given him a talking point. He also said. It also does play into the hands of supporters from other teams who want to take every opportunity to have a go at City for what they think are poor attendance. And I mean, it is dull, man. There's hardly anyone there. And he said, people refer to the Etihad as the empty had. It's a little bit of fun, but the opposition supporters, but there's no justification for it. It's not factual. Our attendance are generally excellent. And I mean, fair play, but it doesn't look like it's ever full capacity. Um... He also said um, the comments further confuse people as well because um, because um, when you look at the home attendance against Norwich, you had 51-odd thousand and Arsenal, you had 52-odd. That's been close to um, capacity. He said, of course, he would want a full house, but I don't know why he would question whether we'd have one against Southampton on Saturday. It's a completely different scenario. We have played two Saturday home games and the stadium, from a City perspective at least, um, Norwich did not sell their full allocation, was on was full on both occasions. Fair play. Let's see what happens there, people, in that in that regards. Um, so it is what it is. Apparently, there's been a training ground bust up between Dwight Gale and um assistant coach new of, of Newcastle, and he was playing, he was coaching, helping coach at Euro 2020 with England, Graham Jones. Apparently, Graham said to have told um Dwight Gale that it was it's all about you, and Dwight, Dwight Gale replied, um that it's all about you since you've come to England before there was handbags and it was separated by Jamal Lascelles. As you lot know, Steve Bruce has said he will not walk away um, 
from the job as obviously pressure is mounting and obviously they're playing today. So you could probably see why pressure is mounting. And this is it. I want to see a bit of button heads because, you know, it, mean, it means a lot in tough times. People either stand up to be counted or they curl into a ball, people. Um, so it is what it is. In relation to, obviously, the games, they've got Leeds. Newcastle versus Leeds. Leeds away from home. Leeds is a dangerous outfit. They haven't had the best of starts to the season, but Leeds versus Newcastle, 8pm Friday, which is today for anyone that wants to be involved in that. Um, then you've got Wolves against Brentford. You've got Liverpool, Crystal Palace. You've got Manchester City, Southampton. You've got Norwich, Watford. You've got Aston Villa, Everton. You've got Brighton, Leicester. You've got Spurs against Chelsea. You know, I'm actually... Spurs, you know, they were their fans were ready to waffle out their top of the league. Let's see what happens there. I think, I don't know, man. I'm saying three to Chelsea. I actually give Spurs more of a chance than people might make out. I think that's a game Kane could, you know, endear himself to the fans again. I feel, you know, Spurs' results of recent or their performances have been a bit wobbly. And I think, you know, big games, they seem to be up for it. And I just think, I think they're going to do all right in that game. Obviously, it's a game where, I'd, as an Arsenal fan, I want both to lose. I'd rather Chelsea win. I just think it's going to be 3-2. I think it could be 3-2 either way, but I'm going to say 3-2 Chelsea. Lukaku brace. Someone random like Kovacic or Aspilicueta or Reese James or someone weird that, you know, that's typically not a goal scorer to get on that. I think Kane will be involved as well. I don't know for the fitness of Son, et cetera, et cetera, as well, people. West Ham against Man United. Now, for me, West Ham, I mean, Man United... What's been plaguing them is they don't win games cleanly. It's always passages where of individual brilliance. They need to play well from the start, stop conceding dumb goals, etc., etc. Stuff that was plaguing them last season, stuff that actually plagued them against Newcastle, plagued them in their was did they they draw it against Southampton? I could be wrong. Obviously, it's prevalent in the game against young boys. Now, I expect Cristiano Ronaldo to, to win two goals to one. I expect, you know, I expect it to be a close game. I think Declan Rice is going to play well. Obviously, David Moyes is probably on it against his former team. You know, they're on a high of doing their thing in Europe. West Ham are doing their thing in general. I think United will win 2-1, but I think it might be a close game. Brighton, Leicester, I'm going with Leicester 2-1. Um, Aston Villa versus Everton. I'm going to back. I'm going to back. I'm going to have to back Everton really because they just look like they're in better form. I'm going to say two one there. Norwich against Watford. I'm going to say one nil Norwich. Manchester City against Southampton. I'm going to say two one Manchester City. I think that game might be a bit closer than we give it credit for. The same could be said for Crystal Palace against Liverpool. But I'm going to say two nil Liverpool. Hopefully Mo Salah gets on the score sheet. You've got Wolves against Brentford. I expect Wolves to win two goals to one as well. You've got Arsenal Burnley. Now I'm saving talking about this because obviously make sure you're here at 11 30 people i'll be live again but for me you know it's hell you know that I, I think i hate burnley more than i hate spurs i just hate everything about burnley as a football club and i'm sure they feel the same way about arsenal their gaffer don't like us you know they haven't won all season so they're going to want their season to start now their gaffer signed the new deal so we've got it all to do it's going to be a completely different test to the one at norwich because we're going to have a lot of dead ball scenarios and aerial situations to cope with so we're going to learn a lot about the ramsdales about tt at right back about how gabriel and ben white play now there's many different things are we going to go three at the back are we going to swap ben white over to the right hand side and put tt in the in the middle of a three you know is it going to be ben white marie and gabriel are you going to pull Tini across? Are you going to bring a next centre-half in and keep Ben White where he is and or, 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 or do something like that? Is Maitland-Niles going to come in? There's many different variations of what we could do with a back three. And I, I, I'm... Part of me wants to just keep it a back four, just keep what, just keep the lineup the same from the Norwich game, get a bit of consistency and take it to them. A part of me wants to switch to a back three because you know what time it is with Wooden Barnes and all of these guys. Ben, you know, Ben Mee from set pieces scenarios, you know, 
They've got 1v1 demons like McNeil who just want to put a ball into the box. They've got their 12th man. It's going to be a very interesting game for us people. And we're going to need to rise to the challenge. It's as simple as that, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, so, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting seeing what's what. Um, obviously, if we was to look at some transfer news to wrap this podcast up, people, because there actually isn't that much to talk about. It's been a, it's, it's, it is a slow day um, in where football is concerned, people. One second. I mean, apparently Timo Werner is one of four players being considered by Borussia Dortmund when Haaland leaves. Rüdiger, um, Rüdiger's talks with Chelsea about extending his deal has, has stalled with Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG monitoring the situation. Allegedly, Barcelona are still hopeful of capturing France midfielder Paul Pogba on a free transfer next season if the 28-year-old decides against signing a new deal at Manchester United though they face competition from PSG, Real Madrid and his former club, Juventus. Juventus are also allegedly once again considering Lacazette, which we keep seeing that one all the time. Um, Rafa Benitez has prioritised the centre-back in January. Um, a number of, of Barcelona board members have asked the club president, Laporte, to sack Ronald Koeman. Um, Jesse Lingard will not be leaving the club, according to Oli Golasolsha. And we all know he made a terrible mistake midweek. He shouldn't be there anyways. You should be selling him. He's not part of the future. He's not someone you look at and think, that's Mr Man United, which he should be. And if you do, that tells you everything Man United are at the moment, which is a joke, completely honest with you. Um so, yeah, I think they should be moving Lingard on. Whether he wants to move on is another thing. Asu Fati is said to be close to signing the contract extension with Barcelona. Speaking of contract extensions, Leeds have opened contract talks with 25-year-old Calvin Phillips. Tottenham are interested in Borussia Mönchengladbach's Matthias Ginter, but they face competition from Real Madrid and Bayern Munich for the 27-year-old. Antonio Conte has said it's um, Hakimi's dream to return to Real Madrid one day, which I'm sure it is. Um, and on that, that's where we're at. And obviously, Leon, I forgot to say, Leon beat Rangers yesterday as well, for what it's worth. So, yeah, man, I think that's that's all there is to say, people. We've been here for 25-odd minutes. Obviously, make sure you're here at 11.30, where I'll be focusing on Arsenal stuff, if there is Arsenal stuff. A um, couple of other videos will drop today. And obviously, tomorrow is Burnley versus Arsenal, and I'll be doing a watch-along for it half an hour before kickoff. So make sure you join me at 2.30, 2.20-ish and whatnot. As usual, very thankful for all the support you give me each and every time. Without you lot, nothing can be done. Please have a good day and I'll see you lot in a bit. Make sure you're hitting the like button on the vid. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're liking and subscribing on YouTube. And you're also following me on Twitch, folks, so you never miss a beat. On that note, it's been a pleasure. Bye. <laughs>